welcome to the Soul of America Radio. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Today, you're listening to the Tony Stalling Show, Sunday edition. Let's sit back and relax as Tony takes you into the Word of God for your message for today. And remember, keep God first in your life and continue to soar. And now, here's Tony. Praise God and, and welcome to the show. And I'm going to jump right into it. Blog Talk is still having some problems. And um, I welcome. This is my first Sunday edition show. I'm biting against time. I'm not going to do the show an hour. It's only going to be 30 minutes. And I've got a lot of information to share. And let's start off with a prayer. Father God, we thank you for the privilege of entering into the house, into your house, into our spirits, and worship and fellowship today. Um uh, it's my prayer, Father, that you would have ears, have us to have ears to hear. I pray that your word goes forth boldly and accurately today. And I pray that I decrease and you increase. And through me, your Holy Spirit, as I minister the word this, today. Father, we get we take authority in Jesus' name over any attempt for Satan or any of his demonic hosts to disrupt, hinder, or disturb this message that you speak through your servant today. And we thank you and ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. Out of the day, we're going to come through Matthew 14, so I'm going to turn to Matthew 14. You turn with me. Uh, we're going to start doing this show uh, on Sundays, in which I'm going to uh, uh, actually go through the Word of God. And um, it, it doesn't matter if one person hears something and, and it changes their life. Uh, that's what I'm going to go with. And so this is a, going to be something I'm going to be doing from time to time, if not every Sunday. Uh, I'm really pressing time, so I'm going to hop right into it. Uh, Matthew 14, verse 22 is where I'm going to read to verse 33. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain to pray, and in the evening come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be you, bid, bid me to come unto you in the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter came down from the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O ye of little faith, wherefore did you doubt? And we were coming to the ship. And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. And they that were on the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of truth, thou art the Son of God. That's what I'll be speaking out of today, Matthew 14, 22-33. I'm going to hop right into this message because it's important and I'm, my time is very limited. Um, all, you know, all kind of people today, families and nations, even the nations that you've been watching all week, have been experiencing storms in their lives. I'm sure the bombing victims have been experiencing storms in their lives. God wants you to have peace in the middle of those storms. And a storm, for the purposes of what we're going through today, means an adverse circumstance, a bad time. H. Beecher Hicks, Jr. said, everyone is either coming out of a storm, 
in a storm are headed to a storm. Jeremy Taylor once said, we are safer in a storm than God, with God than anywhere else without him. Um, okay. I want to speak to you today about recognizing Jesus in the storms of your life. You are going to have a storm eventually. I'm going to give you some facts about it, and I'm going to I'm going to take break this down verse by verse as time permits. We can be in the center of God's will and still find ourselves in a terrible storm. I remember when I was a young boy in 1969, Hurricane Camille came to the coast of Louisiana, and we went down to spend time with Bishop I. H. Bonner, my great grandfather. We were doing the right thing when we discovered that this storm was there. So we went into the into New Orleans regardless of everybody coming out because we wanted to give him comfort and be with him. We were doing the right things, but we still wound up in a storm, a horrible storm. You see, Christ knew all things to come, and he didn't he didn't postpone anything. He didn't send uh, uh, the disciples home. He didn't say, "Well, fellas, there's a storm coming up. Better send you home." He knew. The storm was coming, and he sent them anyway. The the, new, the NIV version says he made them. The message version says he insisted. The King James version uses the word constrained, and in the Greek that means it's a necessity. It was of necessity that they get on that boat. It was of necessity that they got on that boat and go into that storm. And my friends, it is of necessity that we go through the storms that God allows in our life. Not a cruise. It wasn't a cruise for the disciples. We must have storms so that God can trust can God can do his will with our lives. Our learning opportunity, our test, so to speak. Verse twenty three says, And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come he was there alone. That speaks to Christ's intimate relationship with God. You need serious alone time with God, deep desire, a place of aloneness with God. Not always in a group or a congregation, not just on Sundays. You got to have that deep alone time with Him. Fact number two: intimacy and closeness with God can be characterized without a regular need for true of a true relationship with Him. It is our few to live out and discover our destiny here on earth. Strength do strength. It strengthens you during times of trials and tribulations. They have that intimacy with God. It guides you to get, to carry out God's will for your life in that day, week, month, or year. That's what it does. So, verse 24 says, But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. Mark sixteen forty eight says, He saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary. Contrary in the Greek means opposed or adverse, adversely hostile, an adversary. So maybe something is contrary in your life today. Maybe something's going on that's contrary to your life. It could be a, a loved one being ill. It could be a legal situation. It could be uh, the, the repo man. It's something adverse. It says in, in verse 1648, Mark 1648, that, and I'm going to be going between Mark and, and Matthew, he was they, he saw them toiling. <laughs> that means torture, pain, torment, physical distress. He saw them in that. Jesus saw them in that. Mark, chapter Mark says he sees us. 
We think he's blind a lot of times to our struggles. Spiritual eyes are natural eyes. We know one thing from this text. We know that he his focus is on their distress. Exodus fourteen twenty four says the Lord looked down at the Egyptians from the pillar of fire cloud. My goodness. <laughs> See, we imagine God with blind eyes when we got storms in our lives. But on the other hand, Proverbs five fifteen three says the eyes of the Lord are in every place. So he's watching right now with this thing that you're going through. Christ was praying, right? The message says he doesn't miss a thing <laughs> from Proverbs 15.3. You know, high above on the mountain, silhouetted by the moon as the tiny church of the boat was in distress, Jesus saw them. Silhouetted by the moon, high on the mountain. Isn't that like it is for us now? He's sitting high, praying for us. Isn't that how it is? Luke says, Luke twenty two, thirty one to thirty two says, He says, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to sift you as sweet, but I have prayed for you. Fact number three, God will sometimes wait until we get in the middle of the sea or our circumstances to deliver us. What? Why would God wait till we get in the middle of things? Well, we'll try to fix it. If the disciples had known this storm was coming up, they weren't going to get on that boat. They'd have probably text Jesus, send him a text saying, hey, Jesus, yo, man, there's a storm coming up. Yo, we ain't going to be able to go to the other side. No, God waits till we can't fix the situation to deliver us. We'll try to save ourselves. Verse 25 says that in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. Verse 26 says, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it's a ghost, and they cried for fear. Walking is a present active participle, a repetitive action. It was an eerie scene. We go through this like it's nothing. The disciples were scared to death. It was eerie. Present tense preaches Jesus as steadily moving across the waves, gliding, a ghostly figure, gliding, coming toward them. The moonlight across the trembling waters, the shadow of his form as it glided across the waves, coming Towards them, they did not know who it was. They had been out there six hours. They were tired. They were stressful. Where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? And you might be in the same situation. You you might have been in your storm for years, for months. Who knows? And you're saying, I don't see you, Jesus. I really don't see you. It was a chilling sight as he came closer. It was chilling. Closer and closer. Folks say, how could they be scared? It was just Jesus for crying out loud. <laughs> Those angry waves which tossed the ship of his disciples to and fro had to obey the Son of God and become a solid floor for him. Interesting, Mark 6.48 says, Jesus would have passed them by. But they cried out in verse 15. 
Jesus won't turn you away if you cry out to him today. Cry out to him in the middle of your storm. He won't turn you away. He he won't pass by you. But you have to cry out to him. He comes towards you. Sometimes we just don't recognize him. Sometimes he comes unconventionally. He says he immediately, in verse 27, spoke to them, Be of good cheer, it is I. Don't be afraid. Take courage, it is I. The NIV says, don't be afraid. You know, there's lots of things to fear, but it is I. You can feel the AIDS epidemic, crime, heart attack, strokes, that math test, theft, cancer, war, utilities, repossession, swine, flu, death, bombings. But God says, take courage. It is I. I am. Christ came when they were exhausted. Their energies had been exhausted. They were in their deepest despair. It was the darkest moment for them. That's when he showed up. That's when he appeared. They were tired. They thought they were going to die. We're not going to make it. Where is Jesus? This is often how he comes to us. He not only sees, he enters your struggle. He comes into your circumstance. Remember the Hebrew boys? Remember? He went into the circumstance with them. The King of Kings, the Great I Am, the Lord of Lords, the Alpha and the Omega, the Prince of Peace, the Author of Life, Lamb of God, the Lord of Glory, Author and Finisher of our faith. It is I, he says. That sums it up. Sometimes we fear things that we need not to. It is I. I'm smack dab in the middle of what you're going through, he says. I'm right here. Fact number four, courage is not mind over matter, but Christ over matter. We all have something to fear. Obama, Oprah, Governor Riley, the governor's. All go to bed and roll over and fear something. All of the the people, not Riley, not not our governor, all of the people have something to fear. Everybody has something to fear. But Christ says, it is I. Mind over matter can't deliver us from fear, my friends. Christ over matter can. Turn it over to Christ. Verse 28 says, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if. It is you command me to come to you on the water. Message Bible says, if it's really you, implies prove to me it's you by doing something. Christ said, come. No qualifiers. Receives you as you are. Just come. Fact number six. You have to let go of the boat (laughs) to walk on the water. The other disciples stayed in the boat. How can we walk on the water if we don't let go of the boat? The boat represents our physical physical security. It's easy to criticize Peter for sinking, but have you ever gotten out of your boat and walked on your waters, your troubling waters? What is your boat today? What are you holding on to? Loved one, a habit, 
of fear? What's your boat? What are you holding on to that's keeping you from walking on that circumstance? Peter had to let go of the boat to walk on the water. Come, Jesus said. Peter got out of the boat, verse 29, walked on the water towards Jesus. Powerful enough to enable a poor, weak, scared disciple to do a mighty miracle. Not only is Jesus able to walk on our circumstance, he has the power to give you the ability to walk on that circumstance. You can do powerful and mighty things with Jesus present in your life, my people. Walk on your circumstances. The Hebrew boys went into that fiery den. You say, well, how do I walk on water today? <laughs> Look into Jesus. Look only to Jesus. As we all know, when he took his eyes off Jesus, that's when he began to sink. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus. That's how we do it. Tony, I'm doing that. Well, don't look away or you'll begin to sink. If you truly focus on Jesus, you won't realize that you're walking on your circumstances, on the water, till you look away and begin to sink. He says, look at me, not your situation or circumstance. Story of, uh, uh, listen, focus on your life. Focus on Jesus. Verse 30 says, but when he saw the wind boisterous, mighty, powerful, and strong, he was afraid, talking about Peter. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Notice that there is no time at this moment, for if it's you, <laughs> save me, he says. Peter was an excellent swimmer. John 20, In John 21st, he, he swam all the way back to the shore. When a crisis comes, we can't function even at what we do best. Lord, save me. That's why he came, y'all. Verse 21, verse 31 uh, says, instantly he reached out and caught him and held on. He'll reach out for you every time, my friend. Time after time after time after time. Psalms ninety four eighteen says, When I say my foot is slipping, your mercy, O oh Lord, help me up. Fact number eight. No one wants to be caught by by Christ. No one who's caught by Christ will be ever cast will ever be cast away. John ten twenty eight says, And I I shall give them eternal life and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Hold on to Jesus. He steps into your circumstance. It will cease. Verse 32 says, and when they come into the ship, the wind cease. Whenever Christ come on the scene, baby, <laughs> it stops. Psalms 107.29 says, he makes the storm calm so that the waves are still. Fact number nine, Christ's supremacy is best displayed in the middle of your storms. You know, John 6.21 it says uh, the ship was at land. He brings them to their desired destination, Psalms 107.30 says. It looked hopeless. They wanted to give up. Verse 33 in the Message Bible says, The disciples in the boat, having watched the whole thing, worship Jesus. That is it. We know he's God now. Don't forget what he did yesterday. Yesterday he fed 5,000 people the day before. Now, it took all of this to know who he was. I'm going to finish this up when I come right back after the break. I don't think I've got sound. 
If I do, I'm going to take a very quick break. Be right back. Matter of fact, I'm not going to take a break. The sound is horrible on Blog Talk. I'm going to go right into it. It says in Mark 6, 52, For they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened or blinded. And so it is with us, my friend. That's how it is with us. Christ comes to us in our misery, but we reject him because we do not believe. He will really come to our aid. We think he is unaware of our situation and powerless. That's what happens when something knocks at your door. That's what happens when something tragic happens. We just think he's powerless. Don't harden your heart today. It says, I'm going to repeat this in Mark 6.52, For they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened or blinded. Don't be blinded. Remember the miracles he's done in your life. Remember the times he's pulled you out of those circumstances. Christ comes to us in our misery, and we reject him many times because we don't believe he will really come to our aid. You know, you have to give Christ all of you. You have to let him know how you feel. You have to let him know where you are. Don't think when you get in the middle of the storm that he's not watching. Right now, somebody is listening to me under the sound of my voice. I know it is. You're giving up. You think that you're so snowed under in this circumstance that there's no way out. How do you think those disciples felt? Six hours. Hour number one, no Jesus. Hour number two, no Jesus. Hour number three, no Jesus. Hour number four, no Jesus. Hour number five, no Jesus. No Jesus, no Jesus, no Jesus. No Jesus. He went to them when they were at their weakest point. He went to them when they were exhausted out of their own energies. He went to them when they were in their deepest despair. The King of Kings, the author of life, the Lamb of God, said to them, It is I. Don't let him say, It is I to you. And you do as Peter and say, Prove it, Lord. Get out of the boat. Get out of the circumstance. Step away from the boat. Let go of the thing that you think is keeping you safe from the circumstances. That's all the disciples had, their boat. And they were clinging on it. They were clinging to that boat with wet hands, tired. Don't cling to your boat. Let go and look toward Jesus. Recognize him in your storm. Don't let him walk by you, my friends, today. Say a prayer today and come to him and ask him to help you out in that situation. I guarantee you he will. If you cry out to him, he will not let you down. He won't. He won't. You say, well, Tony, I've done that. Wait. The disciples waited all those hours. No Jesus, no Jesus, no Jesus, no Jesus. Mary and Martha, all those days they waited. Their brother eventually died. No Jesus, no Jesus, no Jesus. But when he came, faith overruled the fact. You see, the fact was the disciples could not get out of this storm. 
alone. They needed Jesus. And the fact is, you can't get out of your storm alone. You need Jesus. Tune in for me on on Sunday night. Sunday's about the same time. Block Talk is really experiencing some bad situations, but I just come against that in the name of Jesus. And I know he cannot stop this broadcast because I'm standing in faith with God that I'm going to be able to get this word out to you and be obedient in the Holy Spirit. I'm going to end this uh, now with the song, and, and the, the sound is not working. It's very low quality. But turn up your speakers as I end this broadcast with a song that carried me through some troubling times when my loved one, when my mom was very ill. I heard this song one day, you know, Waffle House in Selma, Alabama, on a jukebox, as they call it. Nobody is greater than you, Lord. Be blessed. Thank you for listening. Turn up your speakers now and be blessed. Join me next Sunday for the next message. Join Jay Thicklin tomorrow for his message. And I thank you for tuning in tonight. Be blessed. And I'm thankful for all the listeners. I see my board is lit up. I hope that you were blessed today. I hope that something I said encouraged you in the Lord. Be blessed. Couldn't find one to compare To your grace, your love, your mercy Nobody greater, nobody greater than you Searched all over, couldn't find nobody I looked high and low, still couldn't find nobody Nobody greater, nobody greater, no, nobody greater than you. Searched all over, couldn't find nobody. I looked high and low, still couldn't find nobody. Nobody greater. Nobody greater, nobody greater than you. Nobody can heal like you can. Oh, most holy one, you are the great I am. Awesome in all your ways, and my years ahead. You are here, carried out redemption plan. You are here, carried out redemption plan. 
Hey, let's say that with us tonight. Come on, nobody great. Nobody great. 